0: Hello, peoples, and welcome to the Robcast. This is episode two hundred and fifty-four, and that gives me much joy to say a number that big. And um, uh, I have a beloved friend, Natalie Roy, with me. Natalie, hi. Here we go. Here we you go. You know her from a previous episode, the number of which eludes me at this moment.
1: It was a famous number. It was like a hundred or oh, two hundred. It, really? it was something famous. And
0: in that episode, you said something in like a tangent, and I was like, oh, wait, it was so fascinating and interesting, and I knew a little bit about what you're talking about, but, but you would just took me way into a place, and I was like, okay, she has to come back, so folks, that's the setting here before we jump into this, um, I'm doing the introduction to Joy Tour, a few more cities, so early November is Nashville, Atlanta, and then um, I am coming to Texas because I enjoy traveling internationally, Dallas. San Antonio, Houston. And then December is um, Santa Cruz and Sacramento. And then the tour ends at Lodge Room in Los Angeles, where I live. So the tour is just a few more cities. I am coming your way. All that tickets and info is at robbell.com. And then I do these events, um, these two-day events to help people. It's about communication, the art of communicating, taking something within you and giving it form and expression so it's about speaking and writing and language but it's really about your life these events and i do um and i just started doing them in a new way in august and i'm telling you uh it was like opening up like a door to a whole new world so um there aren't any spots left for the october one but i'm gonna do one in january one in february and one in march and you can see the something to say events they're all um you can see the descriptions up at my site but would love to see you there because it's always more fun when you're there. So there's a couple of things going on, Natalie Roy. I'm but now, so excited. This is what's going on, <laughs> and we're in our living room because the fan broke in the back house. Um,
1: I'm very so, comfortable.
0: I know you're comfortable. We good? Great. Okay. So last time you were on, you talked about the chakras. Yes. As an ancient way of understanding how uh, life flows through us, how it gets blocked. Um, as uh, a, an artist of many different expressions, you you talked about it as a way of understanding life and the creative forces of life. And I was like, oh, wait. Because I think for many people, the chakras exist sort of in woo-woo. Um, I, uh, there was a sale on crystals sort of thing.
1: A hundred percent, yes.
0: Um, but you, you held them in an interesting way um, and spoke of this as like ancient wisdom on how we function, how we operate. And I was like, Whoa, Robcast peoples would love this. So, so when someone says, what do you mean by the chakras? Where, where do you even start?
1: Well, first of all, in the Western world, we tend to say chakra, but the k- pre- pre- pronunciation is chakra, like chocolate. Oh, chakra. Chakra.
0: Yeah, okay, yes. got it.
1: So um, when we think about What's the-
0: What's the word mean, by the way?
1: Wheel, disc, vortex. And w- why- Spinning w- energy.
0: Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. So it's like an en- energy, energy, in motion. So something we think about
1: motion. when a car has its wheels and the wheels are, uh, you know, full and operating well, the car goes forward. When you have a flat tire, when it's overfull, then the car doesn't drive properly. It's yeah. the same thing in our body. So it's not like if I cut you open right now, I would say, ooh, there's your root chakra in the same way I would say, there's your beating heart. It's an energetic anatomy. Yoga traditionally speaks of several different models of energetic anatomy, and the chakras is one model, but it's a super accessible model. Now, depending on who you talk to, some people will say there's seven chakras. Some people will say there's nine chakras. Some people will say there's 108 chakras. Some people will say there's chakras inside the body and outside the body. But It's you like know, any tradition. It's like anything. There's
0: like a thousand variations.
1: Yes, but the main thing to think about is... It doesn't matter and you don't have to get inundated necessarily in any of that. You just think about how it pertains to you and what feels right in your body. We know, based on the tradition of yoga and many other traditions, that we are both a physical form and a non-physical form. So yoga calls it puruja, which is your soul, your essence, your energy, your spirit, and prakriti, which is everything else. So there's everything that's form, everything that's formless. Most of what we end up thinking is going to make us happy is form. The only thing that actually makes us happy is the formless.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, it's interesting. In the ancient Jewish tradition, don't have idols. Right. Because you can sculpt something, you can have a statue, you can carve it, uh, or any kind of thing that we sculpt or create. But it's the formless that actually satisfies.
1: Yeah, And and it's actually what we really are. And the thing that satisfies us is being intimate with what we really are.
0: And what's interesting about what you were just saying is the the fundamental starting point is the integration of physicality and soul and spirit and the ineffable. You know what I mean? Like in the Western world, which is for so many people, there isn't integrate. It's just like your body is this thing you're sort of dragging around.
1: Right. And that's where the chakra system is really easily accessible because if you can start to understand this model and how it's affecting you, you will see that what is sore in your stomach is directly related to you energetically and what you're not addressing. So that's where it gets really interesting, that the physical becomes something that gives us information about what's going on in the non-physical. But the yogis say that the form is here to serve the master of the formless. And the form's only job is to show us what we are not so we can get closer to what we actually are.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Okay. So even this fundamentally thinking about your body, not as a problem to be solved, but as a seamless integrated part of you that's telling you truth.
1: Yes, it's, it's even showing just that shift
0: us. alone does something in your heart and mind.
1: That there's nothing it's wrong, not wrong with in the way. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and it's not decaying. There's there's nothing wrong with your body. You can actually see it as a gift that's always giving you information in the same way you can see your romantic partner and life always just giving you information. Even if something looks like it's causing you to have a bad day, it's not. There's nothing outside of you that can cause you to feel anything. It's information that wants to be revealed. And our job is to be curious about the information that's coming in so we can make different choices.
0: (laughs) And you know, anytime people start talking about curiosity, I get quite excited. I love curiosity. Yeah, yeah. So so, um, where does this understanding of who we are and how we are... How old is this? Where does this come from, this tradition? I mean, this
1: is a super, it's hard to say exactly how old it is, but all of kind of the ancient yogic traditions were said to be heard in meditation so they were all channeled information they came from divine and people in deep meditation understood these Mm -hmm. truths and eventually wrote them down and started passed down as oral tradition and eventually they came to the West through several more famous yoga teachers but these are you know over 5,000 year old practices and belief systems and uh, what's really beautiful about yoga is it says that you can bring whatever belief system you have to it and it's kind of cool like there are some traditions in the Eastern that that are God-focused and some that aren't. And it kind of says, if you believe, great, take this model. If you don't, great, take this model. And of course, it's all the same model. You know (laughs) what I mean? (laughs) It all leads us back to the same truth. Um, But the specific chakras, when we think about the chakras, we we think about them traditionally as these seven vortexes of energy that operate inside the body. And when they're functioning optimally, when they're clear, when they're open – All the juicy stuff happens and we are completely in alignment with divine inspiration. So if we want to make something happen, if we have an idea, we can manifest it. Uh, We are open hearted. We're forgiving. There's all kinds of cool things that yoga talks about. Like we get into non-stealing. We get into communication that's both honest and kind. It's like everything is firing on all cylinders when the chakras are aligned.
0: Yeah, yeah. By the way, when you talk about the chakras, energy flowing well and firing on all cylinders... That is 5,000 years old and
1: current. a combustion
0: engine. <laughs> exactly. Just duct taping a bunch of different things together.
1: <laughs> exactly. Which okay, everything so, is. All ancient wisdom is current wisdom.
0: So do you start from the lower and work your way up? Or is there a higher and you work your way? I know there's like a root chakra.
1: Yes. So there's, the way we look at the chakras is there's a central line of energy in the body called the Shishumna Nadi. And this central line of energy Can basically... say that again
0: just for my enjoyment? Shushumna Nadi. Shishumna Nadi. <laughs> Pretty close. I like it. Okay.
1: (laughs) I don't even know if my pronunciation is totally correct. Um, But it basically runs from the base of the spine, or some people would argue from the base of the feet, all the way up the energy body to the crown. Now, that central line of energy has two lines of energy, almost imagine a DNA strand that intersect. Mm -hmm. And these two lines of energy are actually the masculine and the feminine.
0: Ah, yeah, of course. That's how we
1: conventionally think of them. Yeah. Uh, I like to think of them as New York and Hawaii. We all have this passionate energy inside of us, <laughs> this driven energy, this energy that wants to go, go, go and make things happen. And then we have this flowy, generous, nurturing energy Connected. inside us. And yeah. we know in our lives when we get too much of that passion, go get em, hustle energy, we burn out. And we know that when we have too much fluid feminine we're not doing our job here on the planet. So we know that a balance of these two energies is integrating these two energies is actually what we're here to learn. Now, what's interesting about these two lines of energy is they intersect at the seven chakra points. So we know that if we're getting... Blocked kind of in a chakra, it means that there's a, a misbalancing of these two vital energies inside of us. But each chakra ah, represents a different kind of component of our life that we can come up against. So having an identification of what these centers mean and and how they're showing up in our life can just give us tremendous information of oh, where have I gotten a little out of balance? Where has my life gotten a little away from me? Where have I gone a little to the left and I just need to take a couple steps Mm -hmm. to the right? Mm -hmm. Rather than the traditional modern model is to say I'm wrong, I'm bad, I'm on the wrong path, it's too late for me. But when you look at the model of the chakras, it's always just about finding that balance. And like riding a bike, you go a little one way, you go a little the other way, and there's never anything wrong. It's just information to get you back into
0: balance. Yeah, got it, got it, got it. Oh, that's fantastic. Okay.
1: So, if we're starting, some people will say, well, if you want the path to liberation, if you want the path to divine, if you want the path to enlightenment, you start from the bottom and you move your way up. Now, if you want the path to manifestation, like I want to bring an idea from the divine and bring it into physical form, you start from the top and you work your way down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Got it's it. Dealer's choice. Yeah, right, right. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, I want to start from the bottom and work my way up. Yeah,
1: traditionally when Just, we I are mean, taught, if we're rolling, if are we're, you
0: know, if we're playing here at the for table. playing. Let's go.
1: <laughs> so Rob, I understand you want to get closer to the divine. So we'll start with your root chakra.
0: <laughs> yes, let's we'll start with root. So
1: the root is traditionally when it's functioning well, this is about survival. This is about stability. This is about our ancestry. This is about our family of origin. So issues that we have here, as you can assume, can have things to do with financial scarcity. It has to do with moving. It can have to do with uh, childhood trauma. These are areas that can cause this area of our body to feel a lock or a block or a way that our energy doesn't flow quite as well so we would call the shadow of this chakra fear so when you are in fear you are typically moving away from something if you see a tiger and it's going to chase you you're going to run away when you're in love with something you want to move closer to it so fear is always this energy of retreating and moving away so when we feel that our stability and our home, we don't feel at home in our body, we don't feel at home and safe, then typically, we want to run away from life. We feel like we can't handle it. We get overwhelmed. And so when we start to feel these things, even in the example of like, I feel like my day is good. I feel like things are great. All of a sudden, my kids are moving off to college. That's going to bring up some root chakra stuff. There's going to bring up some fear, some newness. Your home, your sanctuary is, is being moved around. If you're moving into a new home, if you have a bankruptcy, if, you know, finances is a difficult place for you, this is all going to bring up a natural fear in you.
0: And if there are shifts in the economy,
1: absolutely,
0: and then lots and lots of people are fearing this, then that, then that lots of people become very vulnerable. This can be preyed upon.
1: Absolutely. And, and the more people that are having this imbalance, the more we will collect evidence outside of us to justify the fear. And so it causes us to move into more retreat as opposed to saying, how can I know that I'm deeply safe? How can I, how can I know in my body, in my life, in my beliefs that there is something that loves me, that's taking care of me, even in this.
0: So are you stuck? Do you get stuck in your first chakra? Is that the language? And if, what's health in the first chakra?
1: Well, some people will say the energy gets blocked or the energy gets stuck, but I like to think of it more as it moves more sluggishly. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's not. As
0: opposed to flowing more freely. Exactly. And if it flows more freely. How, what does that, What's that state?
1: Oh, that's an exciting place to be because that's where you have the energy to push something forward. That's where you have the energy to take risks. That's where you feel so safe in your new business venture that you're willing to, to go for it. That's when you feel so uh, secure in life that you're willing to uh, dive off the deep end and, and do things that maybe you wouldn't normally you do. You know, the great
0: Martin Buber said, there are yes and no positions to life. These are like, Deep, deeply held energetic postures that, that course through all of life. You're, mm. You have like a fundamental yes or you're in like a fundamental no at some level.
1: Yeah. And oh, yoga wow. talks about that we're always in suffering when we link things together that shouldn't be linked together. And we kind of get this, like if I'm linked to someone romantically that I probably shouldn't be linked to, (laughs) suffering. If I link my self-esteem to how much money I get paid, I might get into suffering. If I link how much I can achieve with what I think about myself, could cause me suffering, right? So we have to know that when we link our formless to form, we're pretty much always going to be in suffering. So the chakras (laughs) are a Uh, way-
0: I just need to pause for a second on that. When we link our form our formless to form. So when I link that I'm loved and accepted, that grace is the starting point to how much I've accomplished or whether I'm loved or whatever. Then I'll always, then you'll always end up in some
1: always and so uh, the path of the chakras or the path of enlightenment or the path mm-hmm. of the yogis call it Samtoza, which is contentment, is I'm only linked to that, which I really am meant to be linked to. Yeah. And right, the only right, thing right. we're actually meant to be linked to is love.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, right. it really comes down to right, that. Right, right,
1: right. Yeah.
0: Now let's, let's move to the second one.
1: Yeah. So the second chakra is really, it, it's called one's own abode and it's, It's, you want to think of it almost like a womb. This is where we birth what we're here to birth. So this is our creativity, this is our emotions, and this is our sexuality. So we can see how a lot of people get stuck in this area because there's a lot of common cultural belief systems Mm -hmm. that repress some of these places inside of us. Um, So it can be that I don't have a right to have this creative idea. I don't have the means to bring it forward. Who am I
0: to do this? Who am I to do
1: this, exactly. And all of these, you know, I'm describing them as separate, but all of these really compile on top of each other and mix with one another. Because if you have this beautiful dream that you want to bring into life, but you say, I don't have the money to do it, then first and second are playing their part. Yeah.
0: As opposed to like a nice, clear, linear progression that are more like spaces that you're moving in among. Exactly. Uh, As opposed to like, seven, six, five, four, I can already feel what you're saying that they're, they're all talking to each other.
1: Exactly. They're all in a relationship with each other. other. Okay. And it's just kind of framing it in this way just gives you a way that you can divide it for yourself. So you can get more to the root of what might be really going on. But We want to think of them as all integrated.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: In the second chakra, what comes up really strong is guilt where I feel guilty. I feel like, um, I've, I've done something wrong, so I don't deserve. Right. So we start to have these feelings where we don't allow ourselves to want what we want. This, the first chakra is really about, I have a right to have. And the second chakra is I have a right to want.
0: Oh, interesting, interesting distinction.
1: And there's been so much training in martyrdom for many of us that we don't feel permission to want what we want unless we earn it through good works first and then eventually we're allowed to want what we want but by that point the emotions have built up from not living what we want there's resentment uh, we've put our desires on hold and oftentimes that's when we start to blame other people for what we don't have
0: Ah, that's so interesting. I think it's fascinating in Western culture because Western culture has had the warped Christian story so often flowing within it. And that for so many, the Christian story was, well, Jesus suffers on the cross. So obviously that's sort of, if you're not suffering, something's wrong. Right. It's like this warped, instead of, incarnation and resurrection which is it's good to be human what new creation wants to birth forth
1: right you can see how some
0: of these religious ideas seeped their way into just larger culture and people feel bad for having desire
1: absolutely as
0: opposed to no go into that desire follow the thing we want you alive
1: i heard someone say the other day um how do i ask for a sign from the universe it's like oh your desire is the sign
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like yeah. you
1: want it it's it's bubbling up inside yeah. of you so that's what you follow yeah, what do that's you what want? you trust let's
0: start there and mm-hmm.
1: we think about the emotions that we've been taught since we were kids that are good and bad and that starts to confuse us like don't cry don't cry don't cry eat a cookie as an adult that really can mess up that second chakra energy because it's I can't really access or feel my emotions. It doesn't feel safe to feel my emotions. I think my rage is not a good emotion. I think happiness is a good emotion. I don't have happiness. I have rage. So now I have to feel guilty. I have to feel like there's something wrong with me. So I'll just eat a lot of cookies.
0: Oh, my word. And this makes me mental that the phrase guilty pleasure is in the lexicon. Yeah. Like how warped is a culture when if it's pleasurable, then obviously there must have guilt attached to it. Exactly. Like and the, so the, that's the, the perversion of the shame, teaching, like in the water, almost. Exactly. Okay, so and this.
1: Speaking of shame, that moves us up into the third chakra. Wait,
0: second one is womb, is mother room of room.
1: Womb, womb, like that, where we give birth.
0: Ah. Uh.
1: So in the same way you give birth to a baby and it's messy and you have all the emotions about it and some of it feels great and some of it doesn't feel great and you know, it's a mess and that's what the creative process is. It's meant to be a mess, but there's this perfectionist standard that's been imposed on us where we think I'm not allowed to do it unless I do it perfect. I'm not allowed to want it unless I know every step of the journey and that's where the second chakra gets really congested.
0: Oh, got it. Okay, so root chakra, you get jammed and stuck or whatever in the root chakra. Those energies aren't flowing. You're in fear, protection, archaic, um, seeking survival. shelter, survival. Yeah. So no wonder you're not having new ideas. But you actually get from the place of uh, danger to safety. Then all of a sudden things begin to percolate up. Like, exactly. oh, okay, we're, the, um, the gun shops have stopped. Uh, there's enough food on the table. Uh, there's a roof over our head. Uh, what do you want to make? What are we going to do with the work of our hands or whatever? Yes. And then you get into the birth of new things. Got it. So then third.
1: So now we move into the third and this is our I am center.
0: Does it have a great name like the, the, the others?
1: Manipura.
0: Manipura? Yeah. Interesting. M-A-N-I-P-U-R-A. M-A-N-I-P-U-R-A.
1: The, it's, the, it's the third chakra. It's the I am center. It Some people say it's the ego center, it's the power center, but it's the individuation. Got it. It's the sense of self. It's the sense Mm -hmm. of autonomy. It's a sense of, I know who I am and uh, I know why I'm here. The thing that comes in here really strong is shame. Is that, oh I know who I am and I think it's flawed. I know what I want. I know who I am. I know who I'm supposed to be here, but is it Okay. And there's a second guessing. Sometimes the fraud syndrome can come up here where you feel like, well, someone else is going to do it better, so I shouldn't even try.
0: Oh, uh, is guilt, I've done something wrong? Shame is I am, I am something wrong. wrong? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's like, s-
1: like that feeling of like original sin that we have to somehow overcome, that there's something wrong with me, there's something inherently That which wrong. is
0: deepest within you is off. Right. Instead of that which is deepest within you bears the divine image. There's so it's a like spark, you get this a...
1: great idea that's bubbling up inside you, and then it's like, not me. I can't. Someone else should. I'm not the right person for this thing. No, I couldn't possibly do that.
0: Oh wow! And it's called the what's the what was not the other the one name but the other name. It's called the I am. The
1: I am, yeah. The 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 power center. We th- we think of it as. Um, and th- now another way to think about this is the the root chakra is earth energy. The second chakra is water, and the third is sun. It's fire. <laughs> <laughs> now you know if you have too much fire. Like too much ego, too much arrogance. Ah,
0: burn the whole thing down. It's gonna, it's
1: gonna burn the whole thing down. If you have um, too much water, too many ideas, but not the fire to follow it through, you're you're gonna be drowning. So you see how all of these need to be in balance with each other (laughs) to have the creative process. It's
0: fantastic with the fire one. Uh, They often speak of you. You have to have an ego to die to one. Right. Like you have to have a sense of self in order to give yourself. To the world right um, in and, order to actually help
1: and the ego loves to compare the ego always wants something to be greater than so that's really like the great curiosity you can get into is my ego trying to be greater than or is my ego just trying to say this is a great idea and you're great and staying in your own corner does that make sense
0: absolutely the ego
1: wants to win but your sense of i am just wants to play in the game
0: absolutely so it's not
1: playing to win it's playing to play I'm not trying to achieve anything. I just want the gift of getting to do
0: it. Yeah, the reward is that we get to even try.
1: And this is what we were talking about earlier. The Bhavagad Gita, which is a famous yogic text, says, I'm entitled to my actions, but not the fruits of my actions. So can I take action for action's sake? Because I'm so in love with getting to take the action. Whoo. Can I have this conversation? Because it's so fun to talk to you. And end of story. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right? That's it. Absolutely. That's it. Th- there's, there's yeah. no there there. This is it.
0: Oh, absolutely. That's totally how I feel about my life, and especially about my work. Like I get to, I get to do. I already had, I already had the reward, doing it.
1: But if we attach yes. the fruits of those actions from a perspective of ego, I have the right to act, so I'm going to create this thing, but then if someone doesn't like it, shame.
0: Right. So the minute
1: we attach to the form right, right, for right. being the reason we did right, it, right. it, it's going to bring up that right. shame, and then we're going to say, well, I'm never doing that again.
0: Then you, you have to surrender the outcomes, or your joy is bound up in the outcomes, right? which means you've handed your joy over to complete strangers often. Right. Oh, that's a nice, subtle distinction in that. Ooh. I like that. It's also interesting that when Moses asked God for God's name, God says, I am, which is essentially being itself. The I am. Yeah. Beyond any form. Like a verb. Essentially, who are you? A verb? Yeah. A verb of being? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just the being in it. And it's just getting being. to do it, it is the thing.
1: Just getting to be the being. you freeze
0: it. Right, right.
1: And can we get super curious about our preferences? What we like, what we don't like, what we want to create, what we don't want to create? It's all just information to get the energy moving
0: absolutely oh my word okay so uh well then what do we I'm, I'm actually trying to anticipate where where it goes from here but i'm completely blanking my whatever chakra is closed it would know where we go
1: <laughs> well we're about to go into the heart
0: oh fourth chakra is heart chakra
1: yeah the anahata
0: anahata and how does that relate to the, when we just came from the, so I am
1: the, I am center. And this is kind of interesting because what I love about moving from the path of the root up is that we get this sense of I'm safe. Here's what I want to do. Here's how I'm the perfect vessel for this. And now we bring it into community. Now we bring it into oh. union. Now mm-hmm. we bring it into, it's not just about me. This is a game we're all playing. This is about oneness. Mm-hmm. This is about the experience of all of us human beings. So when we move up into the space of the heart, this is about collaboration. This is about moving it beyond the I am into the us.
0: The and body that's has many, when it gets juicy. The body has many parts.
1: That's right. So yeah. the anahata, like it's described in so many interesting ways, but one of the ways that I love it is it's described as the sound that exists without two things striking. Which is, mm. it's just almost the air between our bodies. Anahata is the air element. It's it's the space between us that also is us.
0: Fire, oh no. Earth. Earth. Water. Uh, water. Fire. 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 Air. Air. And air because it's what's between us.
1: Right. It's the connective tissue, and the-
0: But it's not a. It's not an. It's not a connective tissue of friction, and tension. In conflict, it's... Space. Space. You're you and I'm me.
1: And we're us.
0: And we're us. And we're one. And, and it's we're all the same. Good. Yeah.
1: And the the shadow or the thing that gets sticky with the heart is grief. And when we think about how we frame grief, grief is a separation. Guilt,
0: shame, grief. Grief. Why grief?
1: We think of grief. Grief as a a separation. When I'm grieving for someone, I feel separate from, I feel lost from. And really what our world is in right now is a deep grief where there's just all we see everywhere is separation. And confirmation that we should be separate and we should fear this person and this person isn't good Mm -hmm. for this reason. So what's happening is the heart chakra, the collective heart chakra, is slowly closing because it doesn't feel safe to stay open because it feels so separate. We feel so separate from each other. But the call of the heart is to say, we're all in this together and separation is actually the illusion.
0: Right, right, right.
1: anytime we feel separate, and and this is something that my best friend Kristen and I talk all the time to artists and creative people about, is when you feel separate from what you want to do, when you feel separate from who you are, you will grieve. And that grief will take over you like the grief of losing a pet or losing a partner or losing a child takes over you. And then you will be completely destabilized. Like the heart is kind of the connective tissue between those lower three chakras, which have a lot more to do with form and the physical, and the upper three chakras that have a lot more to do with divine and cosmic energy. The heart is the bridge. But also in our creative process, we want to think about it as everything that we're building, we want to filter it through the heart. We don't Absolutely. want to just create for the sake of what it can do for me. I want to create for what the sake it can do for us, for what the sake it can do for the world. That. I'm listening and I'm receiving something from divine and I get to give that as an offering so that our actions actually become service as opposed to reward.
0: Yes, and and you can actually see that at some level in our world right now people becoming free to be who they are because that's everywhere your turn is b u b u u b u which which sometimes can get a little awkward because it's just like a an explosion of a person this is who I am without any larger connection to heart which is and how does that serve anybody right. else right because the real joy won't just be and i just have to express myself it will be i have to express myself in a way that actually makes the whole thing better
1: right and learning to love outside of what is conditional and transactional yeah we give love for love's sake we don't get anything back right otherwise it's a transaction it's an atm machine it's not really right. the heart
0: Right, right, right. Then it's all based on the outcomes, and we haven't really... Oh, so the heart serves as a bridge between these two. So there's a... then there are three more.
1: Yes. There's so many. Isn't it exciting?
0: It's so exciting. <laughs> and once again, I can't even begin to comp- uh, imagine where you go next. This is right? so fascinating to me. Okay. How
1: fun. So now we go into the throat. This is the fifth mm-hmm. chakra, Vishuddha. And
0: Vishuddha is the throat.
1: The throat chakra.
0: Speech. Is expression, voice, voice expression. speech. Yeah. Ooh. It's how we take
1: everything that we've just cultivated and actually get it out in the world. Now, what's interesting with Vishuddha is it's kind of the bottleneck of all the chakras. So, kind of no matter where you have an issue, it's going to show up here. It's going to show up in not being able to express my voice, not feeling seen and heard. How many times uh, uh, has anyone listening, had a conversation with someone, you're not hearing me, you're not listening to me. And it's always the call of your spirit is trying to say, Rob, you're not listening to me. I'm trying to give you something like divine is trying to talk to you and you're busy thinking that person has it for you. Like anytime we're trying to desperately get someone to get us, to understand us, to listen to us. It's the call to say, what in me am I not listening to? What in me am I avoiding?
0: (laughs) Why won't this person get it? Yeah. Stop talking about them. It's somewhere in you.
1: Close the door, sit on the toilet (laughs) or wherever you are and say, put your hand on your heart. What do you want me to know? What are you trying to tell me?
0: So in unhealth, throat chakra is pinning it on everybody else.
1: And the the shadow of this chakra is lie. So lies we tell ourselves, that we've been telling ourselves for so long, we don't know they're lies anymore. You're not good enough. You're not worthy. Um, it's I've that person's s- fault. <laughs>
0: oh, okay. So the, so the voice has been, been, I've been speaking to myself, but not telling myself the truth. Right. For so long, I've, I've in some ways, have lost what's real and what's not, what's right. true and what's not. And
1: you know that your throat chakra is out of balance when you catch yourself uh, telling little lies to other people. Oh, that lie doesn't count. It's just a little one. You know, like you you can tell when you start getting into that energy. The yogis talk about that great communication is sattva, which is a balance of honest and kind. And we all know people that have all the honesty and not the kindness. Do I look bad in this? Yeah, totally. Yeah, right. Ah! <laughs> right. Oh, um, so there's always like a, the, nice or, yeah, there's like a nice polarity between those Yeah, or all the kindness and no honesty. Um where you're just a people pleaser and you're not really saying the truth out loud. And these are ways that we lie.
0: That's interesting. I'm thinking about like family systems where nobody tells the truth. Um, So everybody's like locked up in the throat, which then goes back to heart, which is the air and space has all these things in it, which then goes back to, I can't fully be me in this and, Nobody can fully be them. Or one person's, their I am-ness is just dominating. Right. So then it just goes right back through everything we just saw.
1: Exactly. And one thing we think about with the throat is, what secrets were you asked to keep as a child? Even the secret of, yeah, everything's fine when it's not. And those become the lies that you perpetuate as adult, that you forget are lies because it just seems like that's the way to live.
0: This is just how things are. That's
1: how things are. Uh.
0: That's what you do when
1: you love someone. You cover it up. You make it okay. You don't talk about it.
0: Yeah, which is fascinating because then when you go back down to root and go to safety, then what gets birthed is let's arrange things in a whole new way.
1: Exactly. So you see how interactive they are. That any imbalance, any sluggish energy in one is going to, like, if any wheel on the car is out of air, they all get affected. The car doesn't run. Oh,
0: man. Yeah, the the implications just go in like a... So many different directions at once.
1: <laughs> I know, like you could really spend your whole life just every day doing this check-in and be like, "Wow, there's always an exploration." <laughs> right, 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 right.
0: <laughs> okay, so we're throat. Then from throat, we all right. Go so to... now we
1: go into the sixth chakra, which is uh, the third eye, okay. the intuition, and this is where we start to look at what is illusion and what is truth. And we have, according to the yogis, afflictions of the mind that cause us suffering. And the kind of top head honcho, headliner affliction is misperception. So we Mm. misperceive reality and then we tell ourselves a story about that. And then that becomes an illusion that we actually live out and collect evidence for how that illusion is true. We're looking
0: for affirmation that this thing we've crafted is real. Right. When it's all fabricated.
1: So if I had the misperception that... I am not talented enough to do the thing that I want to do, I can go and collect a lot of evidence to prove that point. But then I'm actually living from uh, like collecting evidence from form as opposed to the creative process, which is my power as creative source energy to take what is inside of me that is completely unmanifest and manifested in physical reality. (laughs) So my misperception is taking something that's not real and creating it in outer reality as real. Yeah, you're not talented enough to do what you want to do. But if I had a correct perception, I could say, wait, I'm made of the same stuff as stars. Wait, I am creative force energy. Wait, I can create whatever I want. Okay, the perception I want to create is I am talented and I'm here for the purpose of expressing my talent as a gift of service here. And now I can collect evidence for that. And now my third chakra is clear and working for me as opposed to against me. And it's me. more fun. It's so much uh, more it fun. It strikes
0: me how many people were told but that's not the real world.
1: Yeah. Which
0: is a classic uh, uh, perception. O- or... Um, well, yeah, that, like that's not, that, uh, that one about what the real world. Well, that's nice. I mean, that doesn't work in the real world. Well, who creates the real world? Well, and like, the like, real just...
1: world is created by our misperceptions yes. collective. Yes. Right. Like whatever the most misperception is, that's what gets created in reality. Whatever we agree upon yeah. as our misperception. And I love it when people say to me, well, Natalie, you need a reality check. I'm like, no, I'm not into that. I do possibility checks. I'm yes. only about what's possible. Yeah. I'm not about what's real. Because
0: then there's a a, a lovely honesty about talent. Like, I just want to be, well, let's just maybe be a bit more honest about that. Like, there's, a, there's an honesty that kicks in there that's very refreshing and helpful so that people don't wander off into places that will just cause them more pain.
1: My favorite thing is when people say, Natalie, you're an actor. What have I seen you in? And I say, oh, probably nothing. <laughs> and it's my favorite thing because I can feel them being uncomfortable. And then I say... I don't have to sign on on your discomfort. I'm having fun. And my fun is not determined on how many jobs I book in a given day or week or year. My fun is determined on what my perception of fun is. And for me, fun is whatever I'm doing, which could be on a set, or it could be having a conversation, or it could be traveling, or it could be having a coffee.
0: How long did you see it this way?
1: Uh, I started, That's hard one.
0: That's hard one. Yeah. Or, or not the hard one. That you came into that over time. Over time. When you were 19, you didn't ambition, see
1: it back. ambition, ambition. Oh, okay. The more I can achieve, the better.
0: When did you move to New York?
1: Uh, I moved to New York nine years ago.
0: And were you, at nine years ago? Were you ambition, ambition, ambition? Yes. Interesting.
1: Yes, I started learning these yogic tools uh, when I was 26. Mm-hmm. I went on what I called a soul batticle, where I quit my life and went to do yoga and meditate and i had never done yoga before but i signed up for a yoga teacher training because you
0: were in ag- because something wasn't working because you were in agony because- yeah i
1: was in agony because my life was completely driven by results and achievement of which i couldn't control and achieve enough of to make myself happy
0: like you were stuck in a loop of loops right like wow.
1: psychologically happiness is defined by the joy we feel while moving towards our potential not Our potential actualized.
0: Yeah. Right. Right. right, right, Most of us think happiness
1: is the bigger house. Arrival. The bigger bank Mm -hmm. account. We we think it's the potential actualized. But happiness is defined by the joy we feel moving towards our potential. Like the joy is climbing the mountain, not the mountaintop, right? I
0: am. It's movement. Right. Yeah.
1: So my life was determined in result and in outcome of which the universe loves me so much it refused to give me outcomes, so I had to get it. (laughs) Right? That's why it's about curiosity because the the tendency for me, and I did it for many years, was I'm just going to build the life's not fair story, and then I'm going to go out and look at everyone else who life is fair for and get really mad and then play the victim card.
0: It's interesting. uh, As an actor in New York, you chose like one of the most competitive... Easiest ways to look around and see people booking gigs
1: because the universe loves me that much. <laughs> yeah, like, like because it really n- wanted me to get it. You,
0: you <laughs> literally were like a magnet to the thing that would most make you miserable at some level and have you hit the wall faster. Well,
1: and also, an overachiever will overachieve it. Overachieving, so yes. of course, I had to land in New York <laughs> and do the quote-unquote hardest thing, biggest Isn't that mountain. Interesting
0: how it's like we. We can't uh, get away from the things that are going to teach us, right? Like we just like just drive right straight towards them, exactly, like a tractor beam.
1: And you, you <laughs> know, we all look back on hindsight and go, "Oh, that makes so much sense. I, I was being divinely led the whole time." Absolutely. Um, you know, at the time we don't see it that way, but I, oh. this, this, I, I don't want to sit in any kind of mountaintop here because I really believe. The best information you can get from anyone is the person who is one step ahead of you on the path that says that trips on the rock and says, oh, hey, watch that rock. Mm -hmm. That is the best teacher guru. Mm -hmm. No no one that's like, oh, I figured it out and I'm up here to tell you about it. So for me, this is a daily conversation. Like this is like some days I have a lot of uh, ease with these tools. And then some days I'm like, oh, man. I got to get back to those tools because today doesn't feel so easy. So, there hasn't ever been a day when I've nailed it, but I have a lot of joy in
0: mm-hmm. the process
1: of being investigative about what it's teaching me.
0: When did you realize that you had teaching in your bones?
1: Have I realized that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> when did you did you when did you have a moment when you were teaching something and you were like, "Oh, this is fun."
1: I think my whole life, I've just had the experience of, I get so excited about it, I can't wait to give it away. So ah, I've never yeah, yeah. kind yeah, yeah. of thought of it as teaching. I've always yeah, just right. thought of it as like, I just tried this amazing food and now you have to try yeah, it yeah. too.
0: Yeah, I feel that way too, too. How can I not talk about this? Right. Yeah.
1: It's just so good.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh wait, Throat. Third eye. Uh, intuition, third eye. Final, final Don't we chapter. Have one
1: more? Yeah, final countdown. Yeah. Seventh chakra, crown chakra. And this is yeah. our higher consciousness. This is our connection to divine. Yep. And this one is just about faith.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: the shadow that comes up here is attachment. And so we get attached to needing proof for things. We get attached to life working out the way we think it should. And so we always have to say, if I'm really surrendered to faith, if I really know the universe has my back, if I really know it's rigged in my favor, if I really know this is a loving universe, what am I attached to? If I lose that job, I know there's another one because I have faith, Mm -hmm. right? So we have to really look at this balance between attachment and faith because anything that we're attached to keeps us from our faith, whether it's a person, a place, a thing, a job. Now, some level of attachment is healthy. Yes, right, right. For example, uh, I would hope that if you were with your child in the grocery store, you wouldn't like leave her and say, well, I can get another one. I'm not attached. Right, right, right. right. So there's some le- <laughs> there's well, a level going of back healthy heart, attachment. Well,
0: well it, going back to heart and the space between us and the greater good, mm. all of it in balance then yes. is, is there are these unhealthy attachments. There are also these healthy, the heart also has these attachments that are part of a larger heart. Right connection, right got and part
1: of divine, you yes. know. Um, so it's always about, and and I love thinking of the chakra system as its own wheel. The the whole thing mm-hmm. as a wheel. That really, the whole point of the damn thing. Oh, can I say that word? Is to go from, <laughs> is to go from fear to faith, and that's enlightenment. That we go from yeah. this feeling uh, of I'm not it. safe right. to I'm so deeply safe and taken care of. That this whole thing can be a game.
0: Love casts out fear. Yeah. Oh, it's interesting. Fear here, and then all the way over here, up here, love. Yeah. Oh, seriously. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's fun, right?
0: Yeah. There's so many subtleties, and I, I notice how how many um, dialogues there are between two things, yeah. between two energies, between two states, between flow, not flow, like there's all this, and that each one had um, fear, guilt, shame. Grief. Grief. (sighs) Yeah. That, uh, uh, my family and my boys, we've been talking a lot about grief, about giving yourself permission to be sad. It's Mm. fine to be sad. Sadness is part of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're that sad all today. the emotions are holy. Absolutely. It's the attachment Absolutely. to the story we create about which ones are good, which ones are bad. Right, 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 that's right. What, and that's, and what
0: hurts. That's, that's perfectly normal that you'd be sad about that. Yeah. So let's just have that feeling. And, so and that healthy. right there lights you up and fills you with joy. Of course. Like all of it. Um,
1: you know, and I heard this once and I loved it. Life isn't here to make us happy, it's here to make us conscious.
0: Right, right, So right, part of right, those right. And rageful, sad embrace, feelings
1: is part of waking absolutely.
0: up. Absolutely, Consciousness will embrace the full spectrum of the human experience. It'll look at all of it and be like, yeah, no judgment. Yeah, that's all part of it. Whew. Oh, my word. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much. <laughs> How fun.
0: <laughs> oh, my word. I know there are people who are like just about 10 seconds away from hitting rewind and being like, Wait, well, I got to start again.
1: <laughs> uh, well, the, here's the thing. the Seeing the energetic anatomy yes. is a, a great way to think about it is the same way we think about our actual anatomy. Like, if my wrist hurts, <laughs> yes. then look at that and say, what's going on there, right?
0: <laughs> well, it's funny when someone's like, oh, you mean that chakra stuff? Uh, um, no, sir. I'm speaking of the energetic anatomy. <laughs> right. It's the
1: energetic anatomy. But it's, it's a healing way yes. to think about yourself, not as flawed, not as right. anything wrong with you. Right. Just as an energy that's moving around and trying right. to figure out the next day.
0: Right. And to see, uh, because what's what's true of the personal is true of the cosmic, but to see it as the thing is rigged in your favor. It's your body, everything. It's sending you information. Yeah. And so you don't have to have these layers of judgment. You can just open your eyes and ears and heart and listen. Oh, this is what I'm being sent. Oh, Interesting. Yeah. And the well, best way I it. could suggest... let's follow Let's see where it
1: goes. For anyone who wants to kind of get more intimate with this, it's really just, oh, I feel a lot of fear coming up. All right. You can just sit quietly with yourself and just say, what's the fear? Can I just have a conversation with it? It's not outside of me. It's inside of me. It's given me information. And... Whatever problem is showing up, the solution's in the problem. So yes. go right into the problem and ask it what it's trying to tell you, uh, and you'll get information.
0: You know what one of my new mantras is about fear? Because uh, fear often presents itself like a scary monster. Um, what has helped me, and Chris and I have been talking about this with fear, is follow it back to its cave. Uh, is that a good one? Uh, when, you're, when you get haunted or scared or when you uh, fear we'll just wait a little bit because eventually it will leave and then follow it back to its cave. Yeah. And it might be smaller, it might be bigger, it might have a family. You'll learn all kinds of things. You'll learn, You just follow it back to its cave. It comes from somewhere and uh, there's something in there. So let's just assume that that the mystery will be revealed when you see it in its home environment.
1: And for all (laughs) the chakras, in the same way you'd treat another person who was in shame, you would never say, yeah, you should feel that way, you horrible person. You would... You would treat it with love and an open heart and say, tell me about that. Tell me what hurts. Tell me what doesn't feel good. You would treat a child the same way. So it's learning actually self-love and compassion and learning to love ourselves as divine loves us. As we look at these places in ourselves that we feel scared to look at and say, I'm here. It's okay. I got (sighs) you. I'm here with you. You're not alone. Let's just look at that Mm. place, that little shadow Mm. inside.
0: There's a kindness in this towards yourself. Yeah, it doesn't have the harshness. It's true and honest and clear and clarifying, but also kindness to yourself. That's yeah. like that—that that I feel in in everything that you've been saying.
1: Uh, yoga calls it ahimsa, which means non-harming. That ahimsa. I treat myself in a way that is non-harming.
0: Non. Harming.
1: Because I'm a beautiful being that doesn't deserve to be harmed or judged. I'm worthy of compassion. And all of those places that feel scared are just places that need
0: more of my love. See, I know enough not to step on that. That's just beautiful. (laughs) Robcast friends, Natalie Roy has literally been in the house. (laughs) Thank you so (laughs) much. much. Thank people you. can can find you where? if They, they can, they can find
1: me on uh, my website, natalieroy.com. And uh, I think some people on the Robcast also know my cool, famous friend, Kristen Hangy, who I do a podcast with that Mr. Rob Bell's been a guest on. Yes. Uh, so you can find us at uh, thecreateseries.com. You can see what we're up to.
0: I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Grace and peace, my friends.